Welcome to the latest edition of the Centerization Podcast, where Lucas Urgenti and myself, Pilot Russo, will be discussing what has already been a crazy summer with the signing of John Tavares, uh, as well as what else we can expect uh, between now and the start of the 2018-2019 season. So welcome to another Centerese Nation podcast. Here I am, Pat LaRusso, and I also have uh, Lucas on with me. How's it going, Lucas? It's going good, Pat. Just happy to be a Leaf fan. I know, I know. Pretty exciting times. The Leafs started off uh, July 1st, Canada, with with their own set of fireworks. What were your thoughts on the Tavares signing? <laughs> well, that's a huge signing. That's a huge signing for the fans, not not only just the team. I mean, what was the last time other than Matt Sandin and I guess Austin Matthews that the Leafs get someone this big, this 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 well able to keep into the spotlight like it's unbelievable you know like John Tavares he is he is an all-star he is a great hockey player and he is a Toronto Maple Leaf crazy crazy times in Toronto uh you know it, definitely the Shannon plan is definitely in full in full effect uh with this latest signing uh, I still remember watching John Tavares during his time with the Austria Generals and you kind of saw something special so it's kind of nice to see you know the uh the boy come back home and you know hopefully fulfill his childhood wish and bringing the uh Stanley Cup back to Toronto. Absolutely. I mean, and he had a, a great season last year, too, eh? scoring 86 points, playing with Matt Barzal, who was outstanding of a player. And, I mean, if, if he ends up playing with Marner this year, Marner is Barzal, if not better. So, hoping for the best. Yeah, no, things are things are starting to pick up. You know, the lines are starting to take shape. You know, it, you know the Leafs did suffer their own losses with, you know, with Bozak signing in, in, in St. Louis and JVR returning back to Philly. But, you know, just having that Marner... Tavares, you know, pairing should, uh, you know, help recoup some of the goals lost. And, uh, you know, even just with the, you know, Tyler Ennis signing and with having Kapanen and, and Johnson up in the, you know, in the pipeline, you know, the remaining goals, uh, you know, should be able to be, you know, worked out because at least did have a fairly explosive uh, offensive team last season. Yeah, you mentioned Tyler Ennis and that, that is a great pickup for 650000 I mean, you dump $2.5 million to pick up under a million there, like, Ennis has potential. His, his career high was 46 with Buffalo. And if he's on our fourth line, and let's say he even gets half of that, that's that's unbelievable for a guy you're paying 650000 for. Yeah, exactly. A lot, of, a lot of really smart decisions coming down the pipe. Uh, you, know, and, and, you know, and with that said, you know, we definitely have a, a very young and, and creative general manager in, in, in Kyle Dubas. So it'll be kind of seeing, you know, interesting to see what he does with uh, Johnson and Nylander's next contracts. Yeah, I, I I don't know how he's going to do this, but, I mean, he seems to have faith. The organization has faith in him, and he said he's going to try and sign back the big four, and if he can do that, I'm all for it. Uh, I can't I can't see Janssen getting too much. I mean, he played the back half of last season, and I, he did have a good playoff run with the Marlies. Um, I, I wouldn't even be able to tell you what kind of a number he would get, but I personally thought they were going to bridge a Marner and Nylander-type deal, try and sign them relatively close to the same amount of money. Uh, I don't know if they're going to be able to get that done this year, but they do have to sign Nylander by the uh, end of the or the start of the season. So the top, the clock's ticking, and uh, I can't wait to see what he's going to yeah, do. Yeah, you know, when it, when it relates to the uh, Johnson and, you know, Nylander contract, you know, Johnson's probably coming off a rookie contract, you know, really hasn't, you know, shown himself uh, yet. Uh, we you know, we definitely seen flashes of brilliance and, and what his potential might yes. be. You know, you know, finding him at that one or two million dollar spot, you know, uh, coming off that rookie contract is probably, you know, probably, you know, possibly, you know, where they're going to go with that. Whereas with Nylander, 
you know, kind of seeing that six or seven million dollar range. Um, it'll be kind of interesting to see, you know, if that's where he ends up falling. But I, I could see that sixty-seven, six to seven million dollar range still leaving enough room to, uh, you know, keep Marner and Matthews under the fold. Uh, I don't, I'm, you know, what we're still looking at, the, you know, the whole cap situation with what it is this year, and the cap seems to be going up every couple, you know, you know, again this year. So who knows where the cap's going to be at the end of, you know, to start next season? So I'm not too concerned about contracts, and even if it means sacrificing. You know, possibly trading, you know, Marlowe on his last year of his contract to free up some extra funds. You know, I'm sure that there is a, a long-term plan, you know, set in, you know, set, set in motion yeah. to keep the, at least the big three, you know, plus Tavares for the next seven years. No, absolutely. I mean, you like you mentioned that you trade Marlowe. Is it that big of a loss? I mean, he's already old. I mean, yeah, he scored 20-something goals for us last year. That was an unbelievable season. I'm sure he, he bursted everyone's expectations. I know I wasn't expecting that type of point uh, contribution, but... The, the depth of the Marlies, I mean, you get rid of Marlowe, someone's ready to take that spot. And I think they've done a great job at developing that AHL team. And they're going to be like the Penguins for the next couple of years. You know, that bottom six is going to be unknown, but good. And that's that's what I like to see. Yeah, no, most definitely, most definitely. And I guess the kind of the, you know, the fans and the media, you know, seem to have their, their eyes set on, you know, what these are going to do with, you know, with their defense. Uh, you know, a couple of names have been banding about, you know, Dan Hamus as a, as a veteran, you know, to close out the bottom, the bottom two. Um, to as like a Jared Sturgeon or even, you know, a Justin Falk might be available in the right trade. What are your thoughts on, you know, one of those acquisitions to kind of just, you know, round out that Leafs defense, which was, you know, appeared at times to be very porous, especially in the playoffs against Boston? Yeah, um, I like all three. I think the the most scary thing for Justin Falk was that he was a minus 26 last year. And I mean, I'm not a big numbers guy, but that is scary to see, especially when you have a suspect defensive core. Um, I like Jared Spurgeon the best. I'd say, you know, he's a right-handed shot and he's a good, good, good defenseman. Um, he was only a minus six last year and he put up 37 points and that's nice to see. The cap hit can't be too much. And if it's, if it comes via trade or at least a decent contract, I'm all in for him. Dan Hamuch is a little old for me. I mean, we do have Ron Hainsey and I, I don't want to see it get any older than that in a very fast paced, young NHL style hockey. Um, but if it comes, it comes. And if it cleans up the bottom bottom 4d i'm happy with it yeah, and you know what too I, I think i think the Leafs are just you know potentially just buying their time for you know the likes of Lilligren to come up through the system you know definitely timothy's probably yeah, with the marlies at least sure. for one more season and then two you know that's where they're they might get that cap savings next year as well you know maybe they can say goodbye to jake gardner and his four point whatever million con- dollar contract and you know easily place Lilligren in you know coming out you know coming in with his rookie contract in that in that uh, three, four spot and kind of, you know, build out the defense from there. So there is some cap flexibility when it does, you know, for next season, if the, if the Leafs do decide, you know, to walk away from, you know, the Marlows and the, and the gardeners and, and, and really continue to build, you know, from the Marlies up. Um, and maybe that's where they're thinking, you know, defenseman wise, but, you know, from my perspective, they do need to pick a, pick up at least another, you know, maybe like a five, six defense to really, you know, secure that yeah. bottom two and give, you know, Dermot the best opportunity to succeed this year, you know, because he is going to be coming into his rookie year and, you know, having that veteran little, you know, having that veteran to help him along, you know, would be key to his success, just like, you know, Hainsey did with um, Morgan Riley last year. Oh, Hainsey did a great job with Morgan Riley. Morgan Riley played out of his mind last year. It was, it was fun to watch. It was, it was rewarding almost. It's like, you know what, we drafted him and, we took him under our wing and the Leafs finally produced a really good defenseman. And not to say, obviously he's, he's got some defensive issues and, and he's a little bit of a liability still, but that, that'll come, that'll come. And that's exciting to see. So you're right. If we can get another defenseman that can 
help shape Dermot, that'd be even better. But I'm was if, if Zaitsev can play like he did the first season, he came with the Leafs. I mean, the decor isn't that bad. I would like to see a, a five six defenseman come in, but if we can't make a big splash and get our two three cleaned up, I'm I'm okay with Zaitsev, Hainsey, and Riley. Yeah, most definitely. No, Zaitsev, you know, did come, you know, did come back from an injury. You know, it, it, you know, once he, once he came back from that foot injury, he did seem to be, you know, off a step or two. Um, you know, didn't seem to have that same step that he had. And then, you know, in his rookie season, he, you know, everyone was, you know, praising him for his efforts. And you know, I, I don't see a player regressing that much from one year to the next. So who knows how much, you know, his injuries played into, you know, how the season wrapped up for him. So you know, I do expect a big year from Zaitsev. And you know what? If the rumors are true and he does fall back again this year, you know, maybe a return back to the KHL for Zaitsev and the Leafs can cut off even some more cap space, just you know, getting getting rid of that contract as well. Yeah. Absolutely. And that, that wouldn't be the worst thing in the world either. It is a big contract and there are players to replace him if, if need be. Um, I, I hope for big, the best out of him. I mean, I, I liked him when he was first here. You're right. He did come off an injury, so that had a big part to play. But I'm hoping his third season in is just as good as his first. Yeah, no, definitely. A few players will need to have, you know, some, some bounce back years, especially on defense. Um, you know, and, and even, it's funny enough that, you know, people seem to ride Jake Gardner and they have, you know, since the, you know, game seven against Boston. But when you look at his plus minus throughout the year, he's, you know, he's always been a plus player. You know, yeah, he hasn't had to eat up, you know, many, you know, large minutes against the teams, the other teams, you know, top players. But, you know, he does, you know, with the right, with the right partner, you know, maybe, you know, we can revive Jake's Gardner career and maybe, you know, maybe make it worth the least while to, you know, resign him long term. I mean, I'm a little biased. I was kind of the one who, who, who strongly disliked Jake Gardner. And I'm just interested to see who you think his, his perfect partner would be. I mean, they played him with a stay-at-home defenseman. They played him with a puck-moving defenseman. And the mistakes just still happened. And I know he has got a lot of offensive upside, and he is a good hockey player. I just don't know if he's a good defenseman. And it's frustrating when, again, like I said, the D is suspect. I mean, I, I hope for the best. I want the best for him and the Maple Leafs. Um, but they're going to have a lot of work cut out for them to try and fix his defensive issues. Oh, yeah, no, most definitely. He's definitely still, you know, a, a work in progress, even after, you know, being in, in the league so long. Um, you know, what, I, what I've come to this conclusion, and I've heard a lot of people say, and, and I've kind of, you know, softened on what my thoughts were of him since the series against Boston was, you know, when the game is fast and he doesn't have to over, you know, overthink things, you know, you kind of see that, that glimmer of, you know, of what he can potentially be. But it just seems that, at times when the game seems to slow down, uh, he does seem to, you know, make some stupid, stupid decisions and some silly decisions that come back and burn him and the team. So, you know, maybe giving him that partner where it can allow him to just maybe just focus on his, you know, on his game and not have to maybe worry so much about the defensive side of the puck. You know, that might be where, you know, Jake Gardner begins to really start showing, you know, what what we everyone seemed to believe Jake Gardner was. No, I agree. I agree. They just... You better hope they find that real good stay home <laughs> that, defense. Yeah, that that's that's been the uh, that's been the hope the last couple of years. And, and Zeiss have kind of offered that until you know up until his injury. So you know maybe that yeah. maybe you know finding some comfort and, and some familiarity you know coming into upcoming season with Zaitsev again. You know maybe you know even this the summer to you know help Zaitsev along and, and you know get out all those kinks from you know any lingering injuries. And who knows? You know maybe they both find their careers again this year. Um, you know both have contracts potentially on the line so maybe that might that might be the incentive that they need to you know really buckle down and, and really take that next step i hope so because if that's the case with john Tavares signing i mean this team could be scary there's a lot of potential there is there. a lot of potential when you look at those lineups and and i was funny i was 
I saw I was just going over some of the, the potential lines and and I, I thought you know just looking at even who could be on the fourth line and at this point it doesn't even matter who's on the fourth line the Leafs could just sell tickets to fans and hope that uh, <laughs> and pick three winners and throw three fans on the ice for the five ten minutes that that fourth line is going to be playing because it's not going to be much with you know having such a deep deep team on the first three lines. No, but how can you how how can you say all right fourth line third line get out there when you have guys like Matthews, Marner, and Tavares, and then Nylander just sitting there waiting for their number. And then you have Kadri. He's a 30-goal scorer. Let's not forget about Nazem Kadri just sitting there waiting for his number to be called at all times. Yeah, it's, it's going to be a matchup nightmare for, you know, for you know, opposing teams this year because you know, who do you throw on when Matthews is on the ice? And then you know, you know that Tavares or Kadri's line is coming back over the boards. Like, just it's just going yeah. to be one of those years where it, it'll definitely be fun you know, to be a Leafs fan and kind of see where this team goes. And, um, you know, for finally, after how many years, you know, we can honestly say that we do have, you know, a smart management group that seems to be getting it and seems to be, you yeah. know, seeing things and, and fixing things and, and being proactive and, and kind of thinking outside of the box and really making, you know, proper hockey decisions as opposed to money decisions or just making the playoffs where I think now there is the eye on the larger prize. And, you know, I'm happy to see that, uh, you know, the Shannon plan has, has worked right, you know, right up until this point. Yeah, I trust them fully. I said it in the last podcast too. I trust them. I trust the organization. I trust who's making the calls right now because they haven't let me down and they've made all the right moves. Um, and I, I hope for the best again and I hope they continue this trend. Well, you know what? This has been a great uh, podcast, Lucas. I will definitely be doing this again. And uh, for everyone that's still listening to uh, Centralization Podcast, definitely check out the YouTube channel that we just launched. Um, all our podcasts can now be found on most podcast channels and, and services. So check us out. Thanks again, Lucas. Thanks, Take care,